welcome back to Navigating the Human Experience. This is episode 7. Those of you who are listening, you probably have an affinity or a receptivity to teachings around consciousness, teachings around navigating our lives with greater levels of awareness and focus and discernment. But there's a lot of unknowns right now, and it causes us to question many of the things that we took for granted or we assumed to be true. I'm not just talking about the political circumstances, but the world we live in. What are we what are we here for? What are we made of? What are we gonna do about this deviation from balance and harmony that maybe we once had years, thousands, years ago, who knows? But today, tonight, now, where we sit, where we stand, we have desires to get along, to understand one another, but there's this other pull to stand for something that is against what we don't believe in. In other words, standing up against rather than standing up for. And sometimes we might feel like we're standing up for something and something comes against us and so we have to stand against that with a lot of tenacity. But if we're not really clear what we stand for, then we're going to only project onto others, onto others' beliefs or opinions. And so there's this very, very intense invitation that I'm seeing happening right now in the world where we have to train we have to train ourselves to recover the true being we are and the true understanding of what we've come for. Because when we train, we reestablish those networks of connection within our body, our brain, our system that has the ability to then discern what is most needed for our energy to be focused on. There's a lot of pressure pressure to figure it out, to know where we stand. But we don't have to be against anything. We think we have to because the system we are in has convinced us that there's an us and a them, right? We're also convinced that the other is wrong and I am right doesn't matter which side you're on. We're convinced that we have to pick sides. Where does that come from? How did we become so one-sided? It's like saying that, well, you can either have a right leg or a left leg. Which would you prefer? Well, I prefer to have both. No, you can't have both. You have to have one or the other. Hmm. It's a fabricated dichotomy that we have to pick one side or the other, that there can only be one winner. All this has been invented to keep us distanced, distanced from each other, distanced from the natural order. Just look at nature. 
It flows cyclically. No one species dominates. Or we can look at the parental dynamic, the mother and the father, both serving critically balanced roles. And then it comes down to having to face, face ourselves. Because a lot of what we've been told is a lie. We've been, been convinced that this system is what sustains us. And therefore we rely on it because it's the only system we think we have access to for sustenance. And so we have to just go along with the rules and the laws of this system. But never before has it been more clear that it doesn't work. It doesn't give us really anything to to root ourselves on a deep level. We can't trust really any of these institutions. In the same way that filling our heads with information and facts will never be the same as living a direct experience of something transformational that touches our soul and changes us. Yet we're being raised to think that the pursuit of knowledge will make us happy or free or successful. But we're being shortchanged to a high degree. Sold a lie that the system is inherited, in which your greatest dreams are based on what was told to you, plastered in your face on a magazine cover, that that's the main event, the big kahuna, the American dream. Rather than being truly educated to recognize that the living intelligent forces in nature, in the cosmos, in the glorious light of the sun, gives us massive magnitudes beyond fathomability, greater levels of sustaining power, of grace, of lightness, and ultimately that true liberation that our soul both longs for and also remembers deeply. But these institutions, they rely on us to trust them, to buy into them, because otherwise they wouldn't exist. These institutions of the media, of education, of mainstream medicine, of government, of technology, and networking online, for example, if we no longer agree to rely on them, then they will no longer exist because we don't participate and they will have no one to draw their energy from, no one to hold within their structured grasp. I'm not talking about anarchy. I'm talking about sovereignty, inward stability, that is independent and free from a corrupt system because the real system is the system of nature that sustains us, gives us everything we need as long as we participate in it and we give back. But if, if we're not trained 
then our mind is deviated easily to be pulled back into that old comfort zone, that old system that we give all of our homage to, our money, our time, our energy, our work, because it's convenient and comfortable. It's a status quo. We've accepted it. But there's a, there's a deeper wisdom deep within ourselves, deep within our hearts. It's crying out, saying, no, no more. This does not work. We don't know necessarily how it could look, but we know that it will look different when we agree together and within ourselves to make that shift. But it requires training. What I mean by training, in the same way you would train to run a marathon, you have to get up early, you have to run, and you face those moments when you just want to stop, when you're going to collapse if you don't stop, but you push through. Training requires standing in the face of the challenge, knowing that you're building something, developing something, de-atrophying those muscles, strengthening our resolve, our commitment. It sets a powerful record, a record of perseverance, inward stability. It sharpens our eyes, our spiritual eyes that see truth because you start cultivating an inward sense of knowing that there's a purpose behind everything that happens. And every moment gives us an opportunity to move in the right direction according to the trajectory that we already agreed upon as humans. And it's those challenging moments that are going to carve out, solidify, and anchor that new beginning. This is not a fantasy. This is not about running off into the sunset. This requires standing in the fire of intensity, listening deeply to who we really are, that voice of reason. It's saying, I come from the infinite. I'm no longer a slave to a totally awkward reality. It feels wrong inside, deeply inside. It feels almost sticky and confusing. We're not here to just consume and follow orders. Again, I'm not talking about rebellious anarchy. What I'm talking about is making master moves. In that moment when there's a choice, do you follow the desires of the body, the flesh, the preferences to stay in the comfort zone? Or do you obey that calling of your spirit? that knows it's time 
just like the butterfly knows it's time to push its way out of the chrysalis. It's time for that great rebirth, that great renewal. It can be so revitalizing, so rejuvenating. But again, it's not just a simple process because it requires a deep level of introspection, self-inquiry, to see how we got here. We cannot heal or step away if we don't see how it all developed and happened and occurred. We have to see history the way it really played out, not according to all these lies that we're told. History is written by the winners. The winners were often the bullies. The winners were often the nefarious entities that used trickery, cunning, sophisticated ways of twisting reality in order to get what it wanted and then telling us that's the best way or that's the only way and we buy it, we believe it, we take it in, we accept it, we try to live within that reality that that twisted side creates. But again, like I say, it always will also have those layers of distortion that don't feel right. And so when we sharpen those eyes, we sharpen that consciousness, it all of a sudden becomes completely exposed for its ridicularity, its ridiculous falsity. Because what is real, what is true is the spirit, the natural being, the natural sense of self, sense of individuality and collectivity that we all share. Just like we feel part of something, part of a race, part of a nation, part of a planet, part of a family. It's so beautiful to fulfill a role that we have within a community. We're not here to fulfill a role that is imposed upon us, but to fulfill a role that we are actually entitled to fulfill by the grace of the divine power that will always breathe life back into us as we receive and walk with that sense of direction and conviction. A noble steed, anchored, rooted, standing in its power, vertical, unavailable to be enticed or to be tricked back into the old, systemically malevolent reality that is actually that false reality. So we don't know how it will look, but what we know is that it has to happen. The stars are aligning for the new beginning, great awakening of consciousness. Just think for a moment of a, of a time in your life when you were completely convinced of something you needed to do. Didn't matter what anybody else said, you knew this is exactly what I gotta do. Whatever it was, when you were a child, when you were in college, whatever it was, that drive, 
to do something just precisely from you. And then think of a time when you had that sense, but you also surrendered it because you felt kind of as weird. People won't like me. People won't like what I try to do. I better just go along with what is expected. Can you see and feel the difference? It's so amazing when we just don't freaking give a shit. You just gotta do something and you do it. And that is so powerful and beautiful because it doesn't matter even if people see it as great because you did something that you knew was a necessary thing to do. And then also that feeling of not doing what we know we need to do. Just feeling down. And almost in a twisted way accepting that reality. Complying, agreeing at that level of self-degradation. But now I ask you, will you continue to accept that reality? The reality that makes us choose between us and them? Or will you begin to unravel the layers that cause us to completely misassociate the potential for a coordinated level of participatory expression where all voices are respected and heard when they are coming from the spirit, the soul. To get there we have to train, train ourselves to distinguish between the ego self and the soul. And we will know it by the quality of energy it holds. It's a completely different experience when we're tuned in to the soul. The soul knows itself. It knows from where it came, where it is, where it's going. Not some distant destination, but a path that is direct and honorable, dignified, with respect for the extraordinary power and potential of the human spirit. So what will it be? When was a better time than now to solve the greatest mystery? breadcrumbs, the clues, are finally beginning to be revealed. The lies can no longer be hidden. The system has corroded itself. The pipes are breaking. The pressure is too strong for it to withstand the determination of the collective human power, which demands a new beginning be ushered forth. We are each investigators, detectives, 
solving this ancestral mystery, gathering the evidence, looking deeply, and cracking the code, cracking open the actually very weak shell that has convinced us it's impenetrable, but only because we complied with it and accepted it. But now we demand liberation. We demand to be shown the exit, the exit from that reality, which is the entrance to the true reality, where we don't have to pick between us and them, between one and another, but rather are able to live in the truth of the wisdom that the great sages and masters told us, even great thinkers, that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and therefore have equal opportunity to belong, to have value, significance, purpose, that each man, woman, and child, grandmother, grandfather, is seen in its integrity as a bright spirit. And this is why we train. We train to be able to perceive who we are as spirit. And the training requires that detective work, that inward research, inventory, scrutinizing all the things that we failed to recognize and accepted. So join me. It's that time. Whether you feel inspired in every moment or not, it doesn't matter. Anchor the intent to do what is right. And the support is there. The guidance will show up. The synchronistic orchestrations that will lead the way. Follow the call of the Spirit and you will not go astray.